Hey everybody, this is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics. Yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. And we make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. Now, take it away, Dave Anthony. Welcome to the Lighter Side of Dark, one of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Milk? On the airplane. This has been the longest break we have ever had. What has it been? Uh, six, six weeks. Six weeks? Six weeks. And our, our listeners are, are not happy about it. Oh, wow. You They're know. not happy about it at all. Good. We only have 104 other... We got emails and tweets here. Uh-oh. We absolutely did. Let me get my, start, me get my start, reading glasses because I'm old as fuck. Starting, starting with rants and raves. No, there's actually some good ones. Oh, here, wow. But, I, uh, but you know damn good and well there's going to be some rants. Oh, wow. You wouldn't uh, let's see here. At Wendell104. Uh-huh. Uh, glad you guys are finally coming back. Saw the Facebook post yesterday. Can't wait to hear the new bits. Shout out from Wisconsin. Is he trying to equate it to, like, Vegas? Yeah. Sin, like... Yeah, because when you're thinking, you new, know, you're thinking new. a really great place to go, Wisconsin. Right. Go get nasty. Isn't that the land of 10,000 cheese curds? Yeah. It absolutely is. Truly Tommy D. At Truly Tommy D. I like this guy. I am the one who sent you guys the email about Polly and Robbie. Thanks for the consideration. I think it would be awesome. Love my stickers. I sent him some stickers. This guy gave us an idea for a bit that we're going to do completely improv this season. Uh, Paulie and Robbie, a couple Italian guys. And we're going to like spin the wheel and it'll be Paulie and Robbie at the dollar store. Or, or Paulie and Rob at watching The View. You know, that kind of stuff. Hey, I remember Wheel of Ethnicity. Yeah. You know? Same type of thing. Uh, let's see here. At Delio De- Rugger. Delio? De- oh, the spelling... It's pretty. Well, it's close enough. Uh, I will be honest. Took a while to get on board, but you guys stay consistent. I will give you that. Sometimes that's a compliment. Sometimes it's a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't argue. At least he's very logical. Now this one I purposely pulled from the email because I. It's called Love a Love a Man at uh, gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I like Smith. Love it when Solio does the Wolfgang bits. It's just a hilarious imitation <laughs> and spot on. Can't wait for the funky season nine. Because we are, this year, our music segment, this season, our music segment is, uh, we're highlighting the funk. We're going to bring the funk. We're going to bring. Which bring... is a niche genre and it's a fun genre, especially if you're a DJ. You say niche or niche? You know what? I... Niche is probably the proper way, isn't it? I, I usually say niche. Is, is it quiche or is it kitsch? Is See? It... These are the kind of things Is I would know. Syrup or syrup? That's also true. <laughs> roof, roof. Uh, All right. Now, at J 
Johnny Come Lately, and Come is not spelled C O M. Oh boy, Johnny. Johnny Come Lately, sixty nine. Great name, wow. by the way. It's for 2023, a porn and he's still doing yeah, it. Yeah, for a porn star. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Why the six weeks off? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Too busy to do a couple hours of drivel and crap. <laughs> the show has dropped Thanks. off lately, so uh, bye-bye. I-, I love people who have to get the parting shot in before they go. If you don't want to listen, you don't have yeah, to listen. Just no, it's move, fine. Move the hell on with your I life. I understand. Uh, at two, the number too much thyme. Too, like like the spice. Oh, too, too much, much thyme. Too much thyme on my hands. You know, parsley, <laughs> sage, rosemary, and then thyme. Thyme, thyme. Yummy. Uh, the year in review bits were good. Never realized how much good music came out the year I was born. But Smith, lay off the Gen Xers, dude. Go ahead, Boomer. <laughs> well, Whatever. I'm a Gen Xer, so yeah. Well, I, 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 I pick on Gen Xers because they make it easy. Uh, who does? It's like Republicans. They make it too easy to pick on. I think you can pick any generation and just go go to town on them, and that's exactly what they love to see. Is they count their piles of gold. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. All right. Here we got uh, Ura Fallen Hard at Gamal. Must be a Marine stationed in Washington State. I listen to three casts a week while bored out of my mind here. You guys are popular with my squad. Say hey to the men and women of the 141st Air Refueling Wing at Fairchild Air Force Base. Oorah! There we go. Fairchild. So our men and women in uh, the armed services are uh, listening. We always appreciate that very much. So we got a a bunch of new segments uh, to talk about uh, in uh, this particular season, Season 9, Episode 105. Uh, We finished the 100th and uh, and worked on it. So we're bringing the funk. We're also doing the... um, the sexy song segment, or as I like to call it, the panty parter segment, sure. where these are songs that uh, that men typically use to break a woman down, you know, you know, break it all down, yeah. get them, get them, set the mood right, get them, you know? get them, get them all warmed up you, and revved the, the, up. The candles of of audio, basically, the flowers. Man, that, you're candy. deep, man. You are really <laughs> fucking deep. The candles. Of, of, of audio, audio. <laughs> so don't light a candle just put on one of these songs you do both forget it uh, something else i'm doing uh, this uh, this season is uh you know how much of a fan we are of uh, bill maher and on uh, bill maher's show every week he ends his segment with something called new rules and he does little little snippet bits about uh, new rule uh, something about china new rule but then he at the ver- the last one goes in finally new rule he does uh kind of an editorial on something that's in the news. So uh, this one is uh, is kind of long, but uh, this is going to give us a little something to lead in to talk about in uh, segment one. So we're going to call this Real Talk from Real Time. And finally, new rule, great news about a new award show. Listen to this. About a year and a half ago, I was asked to moderate a discussion at the home of a very prominent Hollywood producer. And the attendees that night was a who's who of A-listers and stars. If a bomb went off in that room, there'd be nothing on TV next year, but, well, let's just say it would be a great year for Kevin Sorbo. (laughs) I can't say exactly who was there, but if there really is a Jewish space laser, these guys have the code. (laughs) Anyway, the subject we all wanted to talk about that night was cancel culture. (laughs) It's funny, if this was 10 years ago, this group would have been talking about censorship from the right. Back then it was the Jerry Falwells and Pat Robertsons, the Bill Bennetts and Rush Limbaugh's who kept us up at night. 
I mean, besides the cocaine. Yeah, the book banners and boycotters then were Republicans, like the ones that got me fired after 9-11. But that's in the past now. And by the past, I mean Florida. <laughs> and of course, not just Florida. Today's Republicans have shown that when it comes to canceling, they're still more than capable. They canceled Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee, Liz Cheney for defying Trump, Kathy Griffin for performance art. Just last week, the redneck royalty of the music world threw a hissy. Bush is turning their beer gay. Fuck Anheuser-Busch. But there's no getting around the fact that what was on the mind of the liberals that night in Brentwood, or wherever we may have been, <laughs> was that the most powerful witch hunters now were coming from Twitter, the Ivy League, and the progressive left. J.K. Rowling used to be a villain to the right because she wrote books about witchcraft. Now she's a villain to the left because she has the crazy belief that there's more to being a woman than pronouns and lipstick. So, so that was the point of the evening. How do we take a stand against cancel culture? And I suggested, since we were mostly all in show business, that we start an award show to honor the brave people who have fought back. Well. I gotta tell you, the idea was met with great enthusiasm by everyone, and in short order, different people were suggesting the ways that their varied talents could be put to use. And then, of course, being Hollywood, nothing happened. <laughs> but it's still a good idea, so I'm gonna do it right here, right now, and not only that, we're gonna do it every year. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know the Emmys, you know the Grammys, you know the Tonys. Now say hello to the Cajones! Tonight, from Hollywood, the first annual Cajones Awards. Honoring outstanding achievement in growing a pair. And now, here's your host, Bill Maher. Thank you, and welcome to the Cajones. I'm your master of ceremonies, and if you're triggered by the word master, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> Tonight, we present these solid brass balls <laughs> to the individuals and organizations who others have tried to silence and who answered, that's not a rule, fuck you. <laughs> Our first award goes to the president of my alma mater, Cornell University, Martha Pollack. This month, students there demanded trigger warnings before all the lectures in case any of the adult subjects you specifically went to college to learn about came up. <laughs> and Martha said, yeah, no, we're not doing that. She didn't cave in or hire a new dean of sensitivity. She just said, no, colleges were introducing you to new ideas, not for kissing your ass and making you feel wonderful and always right. You're thinking of brunch with your parents. I'm just amazed at how this generation can simultaneously be too sensitive for anything distasteful and somehow also so into eating ass. 
So, Cornell, I present you with these balls. I sure could have used them when I was there. Our next award goes to the place where many Cornell grads will be working next year, Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trader Joe's, who for years have been selling a line of ethnically themed products, trading on the name Joe. For example, they have Trader Jose's beer. So, of course, one teenager on Twitter heard the word Jose and said it was racist, and then there was a petition, and then Trader Joe's management did the right thing. They burnt down all their stores and killed themselves. <laughs> They didn't. They said, fuck off, you oversensitive little shits. Get a life and a sense of humor and released this statement. We disagree that any of these labels are racist and we do not make decisions based on petitions. You see how easy it is? So to the home of the 19-cent banana, here, have some nuts. This next cojone goes to a man who's dear to my heart for standing up for stand-up. When dozens of Netflix employees walked out over Dave Chappelle's reckless decision to perform comedy on his comedy special. <laughs> CEO Ted Sarandos could have pulled the special and replaced it with more episodes of Who Wants to Watch Koreans Get Killed? <laughs> Instead, he reminded his Netflix employees that comedy exists to push boundaries and told them if you'd find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. So, for making the phrase, don't let the door hit you in the ass, never sound better, this is for you, Ted. And you know, You know, when movie lovers get together these days, one phrase that comes up a lot and always makes me sad is, yeah, you couldn't make that one today. Top of that list is the great Tropic Thunder. Which the scolds have been after for years. But in February, Ben Stiller tweeted, I make no apologies for Tropic Thunder. It's always been a controversial movie since when we opened, proud of it and the work everyone did on it. See, people, it's not that hard. He said it, and he still got a commercial. And the, and the lesson is, if you stand up to the mob for just a day or two, their shallow, impatient, immature, smartphone-driven, gerbil minds will forget about it and go on to the next nothing burger, and you, you still will have your cojones. There we go. The cojones. Uh, I, I, his editorials at the end of New Rules Every Week is, is, is really well thought out, very well put together. <clears throat> and I'm just, uh, I, I, I think, as he said, the right used to cancel everybody. 
And now it's gone to the point where the pendulum is swinging so I mean, far. I the mean, other the right way. is trying to cancel lesbian and gay people's existence and yes. banning books. So I'd say yeah. the right are still canceling. Oh no, the right are absolutely still plenty of people. But the left for many, and, many years. And I think this is a bullshit equivalency, honestly. Well, it, it's it's not a bullshit equivalency when you're when you're showing that both extremes are doing it. I mean, to for someone to get a complaint shot down because they're oversensitive, I agree with that. It's bullshit. But to say that. Shooting down some oversensitive idiot who well deserves it is is the same as a right wing nut job saying it's okay to kill kids because they're gay and it's okay to ban books because we don't agree with this because we're religious nut jobs. The right are the fucking ones that are on engaging in cancel culture. They're physically canceling people, like and you said, the, actually with guns and and, and, and yeah. And so the other on, thing so I want to point about uh, about Bill Maher's rant about uh, how. The uh, brave, brave corporations. Well, we all know that anybody, any corporation who has sort of catered to those people in the past, it's always about money. If they feel it's going to make them more money, they'll apologize. They'll send, they'll make a new ad. If they feel like it's not going to hurt their bottom line, they'll just say sorry. So I don't really buy the fact that Netflix is making this in the end. They're just like, they're way too big to give a fuck. And I, and I think the corporations are way guilty of doing whatever money says is the right answer. Look at fucking Fox News. There you they go. know they're lying. Yeah. So I, I just don't buy. Hey, Tucker. I think, hey, Tucker. Bye-bye. Yeah. But I mean, this, he but sounds he, like a cranky old white dude now. He's just going to end up over at Newsmax or OAN with probably a two-hour show there. Well, Tucker, I don't... Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. He, he's a liability in a lawsuit waiting to happen. But, if, w- uh, but would I rather have a guy like him out in the middle of a field screaming at clouds than actually on the the most watched news network around the around the country? Oh, Absolutely. of course. No, I'm glad yeah. Tucker's gone. He's, a, he's like a danger, really. I mean, yeah. I think they're doing what they can to, to mute Fox a little bit this couple of lawsuits but i get i get what maher's saying is here here but i think he's really focused he sounds really out of touch to me because he's not even touching on the fact that human beings are being canceled by the right that's the cancel culture culture issue the well, other think, shit is capitalism i think he, when he was talking about the the netflix employees who, who got bent out of shape which is yeah i agree okay, with netflix there you know, fuck off you 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 work at a place you and I know this because we go out every weekend and we play music that we can't stand because that's what the client wants. Sure, sometimes, In this yeah, case, a lot. clients of Netflix want a Dave Chappelle special whenever they can get their hands on it. Yep, controversy is so, good in this case. And and in this case, I've, I've always said about the Dave Chappelle special, people who complain about it didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they didn't because if they did, you hear this really heartfelt, deep appreciation story about a trans person. Yeah. Um, but also... Uh, one of the things that, that irritates me about the society in which we live in now is you can't even ask about trans. You can't ask about gay and lesbian. You can't ask about pronouns without people throwing a cyst at the end of your name or a phobia at the end of your name. I mean, yeah. You're transphobic because you're asking. No, I'm asking because I don't know. To me, those people are extremists, and they're as bad as anyone else. You know. But you know, both sides are the ones that are that are getting all the press as the extremists because they're screaming the loudest. And uh, I, I I may have told you this, but I got into a discussion with a, a friend of mine from high school that I haven't seen in 20 years. I think I saw him at the 20 year reunion. 
we were not like crazy close in high school, but I, I would say he was a friend. Mm-hmm. And his, I guess his daughter is lesbian, I think. And she's contemplating transitioning to a man. Mm-hmm. Now, I've done DJ events for women who have done that, who have transitioned to men. Mm-hmm. Beards, taking the hormones, having their breasts surgically removed. Uh, I'm assuming having some type of penile appendage sculpted or made or whatever. Yeah, I don't know that the part is always sort of its own issue apparently. Yeah. Some don't even bother and, with it. And, and I, I, finally, I finally said to him, I said, okay, I said, I get it. If your friend wants to be called James instead of Jamie, I have no problem with that. If, if Jamie wants to dress as a woman and live in society as a woman, I, as a libertarian, have no issue with it whatsoever. Sure. But I think I got him with the next bit when I said, okay, let me ask you this. Does, does Jamie still have a penis? Yes. Okay, so let's say you and Jamie are go out on a date and you're getting frisky and you perform oral sex on Jamie. Did you just suck a dick or eat a pussy? Silence. The Facebook silence where you just see nothing, no response there. Well, that's, that's, that'll never happen. I said, no. I was saying if it did happen, would you be able to say, I ate out Jamie's pussy? No, you wouldn't be able to say that. You, had, you sucked Jamie's dick at that point. Because Jamie is still a man, and 10,000 years from now, if they find Jamie's skeleton, they're going right. to be able to say, that was a man. Right. So you can't have both thoughts in your head. i got no problem with giving people exactly what they want to be called. If right. someone says to me, I want you to refer to me as she or Jamie, i got no issue with that. But biologically, they really haven't figured out a way to literally change a woman to a man or sure. a man to a woman. Yeah, like biologically. You'll, you'll see people who have either surgery or hormones. or Some people just take the hormones. They don't even get the surgery. They just... Because they feel like they're a woman, they dress like a woman, they take hormones, but they may not go through with it. And to me, that's that's their decision. Genitalia, period, should just be off the table. I don't see why Republicans are so obsessed with kids' dicks and periods and shit like because, that. Because they're, they're the Catholic Church. They're just obsessed with anything sexual. Yeah. and they're just obsessed and with it. What a great partnership, the yeah. right-wingers and, Repub- and the Catholic Church. So, you know, I, I think it's stay, they, they keep bringing it up, but it's one side that keeps bringing up kids' dicks and pussies, and yeah. it's not the left. They just want to be left alone. So I agree with you that if you're biologically male or female, you should respect that in terms of identify, like, hey, physically this is what I am. I just, you know, I prefer that you call me this, and I, I, I feel like I'm a woman. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you that someone can't compete, for example, as a man in a woman's sport or vice versa. That, to me, is bullshit. I, and that I, shouldn't be allowed. I, and, and that's the thing. That's when people the say, well, well, Rob, you can't be a liberal if you if you think that. And I'm like, no, I can be absolutely just using common just sense. independent thoughts. Uh, just, you know, I mean, I don't believe that a physical man should compete against a, a woman. Now, the, the I think most people agree with that. The truth of the matter is, um, if I played tennis against any one of the... Uh, um, the sisters, I'm drawing a blank on their name right now. Uh, uh, Williams. Yeah, the Williams. Venus, Venus or Serena. They, they'd kill me. 
they'd oh, kill me. They'd kill most people. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in, in some cases, uh, a woman's it. athletic prowess can beat a man. Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs back in, I think, mm -hmm. 75 or 76 is when that happened. And to be fair, he was quite a bit older than she was yeah. also. Not and, not that it's an excuse. And he but, did win. Yeah. One of the sets, yeah. you know, went to him. So, so all credit, but it is a dip. there is an advantage physically to, to maybe even it more. And I mean, I uh, I haven't had anybody, quote unquote, try to cancel me, but um, uh, there was a, an incident that happened with me at an American Cancer Society Relay for Life. Mm -hmm. There was the, the tons and tons of kids. They're all wearing the same, you know, Relay for Life shirt. This one team had exactly the same khaki shorts on, exactly the same shoes on. All the kids had uh, pigtails. And so there was a winner of this contest, and there was a little black girl standing next to a little white girl. I was trying to point and get the attention say the little black girl had won. And I said that over the microphone. I said, no, 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 not her. The, the little black girl right there. And this was 15 years ago. And somebody called the American Cancer Society and said, your DJ is a racist. I mean, that's fucking absurd. That's absurd. That was me. 15 years ago. Yeah. I, I can only imagine using the term now. And when I talked to my best friend, Ben, who happens to be as black as the ace of spades, he said, give me the name of the lady. Yeah. I'll show up at her doorstep. I, 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 if I, I, don't, I haven't asked. If I had to ask, I bet you... They would rather be called black people than African-Americans. To me, African-American is very presumptuous. You don't know for sure that they're from Africa, descended from Africa. It's possible, and but it's it's just so, it's it's just as inhuman, honestly. I, I agree, and it, it's, it's a simple thing. When you're using a skin color as a descriptive term, yeah. there, shouldn't be, there shouldn't be any issue with that. Uh, because if you look at the black culture, there are... Uh, literally, there's a term called blue-black, which is a very, very dark-skinned pigment. Mm -hmm. and, uh, black and a lot, a lot of people from Africa and Haiti have that in their in their genealogy. Yeah. And then you have uh, again light-skinned black people. High yellow is is a skin tone. Um, and even in the Asian culture, uh, Japanese people are paler than Chinese people. They have a the Chinese have a little different pigment. Mm -hmm. Then you get into <laughs> Thailand. And uh, in Indonesia, you start seeing a little bit darker, closer to the equator. It's it's literally a skin pigmentation. Right. Uh, just thing. a way to help identify, a vi get a visual, f just quick. You know, oh my friend, he's Chinese. Uh, oh my buddy, uh, so he's, he's he's Puerto Rican. You know, my, uh, you know. Oh my heck, my, uh, my one of my my own daughters actually. We were we stopped at a corner, we were getting ready to turn, and there were two ladies out wearing the uh, the hijab. The the, oh, great. Yeah, the, basically yeah. the beekeeper suit. <laughs> right, right. And, and I just shook my head and said, that is so sad. Oh, she started it on me about me being a racist and, and how dare I. And I, oh, I snapped right back. So, oh, just calm the fuck down. Okay. I was saying that's sad because you see a, you see women being treated like that. Right, right. Like, like they have and, to cover and everything. she said, well, the women choose to wear that. I... I'll, I'll throw a little question yeah. mark I don't on know that. if you can say that. that. She's making a lot of assumptions here. I think if those women were given the choice, which they've never had in any part of their life for right. all of their life, I think they would choose to, to feel the sun on, on their skin. Look at Iran in the late 70s before the revolution and the, and the coup. Uh, they were looking very Western, and they, they weren't wearing hijabs or any sort of uh, coverage. Mm -hmm. Um, they they just had long beautiful hair, and they were, it was looked normal, looked like America. 
So and, I, I'm and, sure they would. But I mean, their their culture. I'm sorry, it's a, it's 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 something I can't wrap my head around. To say it's right or wrong or good or bad, I'll I'll leave that for everybody to sure, decide. That's, you know, not but, our religion. But, but women can't. You know, they can't drive. They can't hold a job. They can't do anything without a permission of. By the way, a male, any male, right, can give them permission. Just to, just you know, less they are lesser than as humans. If they are that property. isn't slavery, I think it's kind of close to the definition. Definitely sure. close to the definition. Right. All, all in name only. I want to play something that uh, that we played. Uh, it's only twenty seconds long, and this is a, a father talking to his son about how to behave. And I, I absolutely love that. What's the wrong thing to do? Something that harms someone else. And what do you have the right to do? Anything that does not harm someone else. How should you not treat people? I will not want them to treat you. How should you treat people? I will not want them to treat you. If someone is harming you, what do you have the right to do? Defend myself. If you see someone else being harmed, what should you do? Defend the person being harmed. What are you here to do? Learn and grow. What else are you here to do? Live free. Who's in control of your actions? I am. How do you exist in unity consciousness? So I think, so I feel, and so I act. I like that. I, I like the message. I, I hope that he's teaching him to apply it to the right, uh, you know, in the right way from a moral standpoint, you know, because people tend to have a certain views of what is moral, depending on what their, their values and their beliefs are. But I like the message. It is a good message. It yeah. sounds like someone who's just trying to teach his kid to be honorable. How are you supposed to treat people? You know, the way the you, you want, want, to, want to be treat. treated. Yeah. Not, not, yeah, you know, it's like sort of, sounds like he's trying to teach this kid empathy. Uh, yeah. and, and George Carlin said it when he started talking about, you know, God and the Ten Commandments. He goes, you know, just two. You only need two commandments. Don't steal and don't kill. Okay, maybe don't bear false witness. Maybe not, you know, <laughs> yeah. don't be a snitch. You can see why there's a few extra, but... Yeah, and he goes, but, but the other seven are bullshit. He goes, by the way, according to this, you know, you can rape. You know, you want, yeah, that's not all well, we had Well, we had our Bible discussion last season, and yeah. I, I learned a, a lot of things that, you know, I was aware was in, but I got a little bit of a more in-depth look, and it's not all roses, that's for sure. That is for damn sure. Well, guess what? It is time, right now, for Florida Man and Paul... If you get oh, this right, if oh. you get this right, you will be out of jail. And I, mean, right. this, I yeah. thought I was going for single digits today. Hey, gang, do you know what time it is? No, you're at three it's days time right for now. the Florida Man Game it. Show, brought to you by Boy. Game Show Party, if right here in the Tampa Bay area. This right. Did I end the season on a Florida is famous for its crazy Florida Man headlines, so you, I with all the crazy you, stuff you, done you, you only by Florida You couldn't get out of jail last season. Well, in this game, as early both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 season. days in the county jail. Right. I'm Each of them will be read three so real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news, and they must choose which one is fake. The reader will do their best to convince them of which one they should choose, and they must either agree or disagree, like Hollywood Square style. If they answer right, they get one day off of their sentence. If they're wrong, they get one day added to their sentence. Let's see who gets out of jail first. Now, let's see what crazy stuff Florida man has done already. Well, Florida man's done a lot of crazy stuff. So, Paul, if you get this one right, I'll play the, the hallelujah sound, and you'll be out of jail. Oh, boy. I'll be baking you a pie, and I'll stick a nail file in it. I'm sure they won't think to check what's in the pie. They'll say, wow, what a thoughtful ex-convict. <laughs> and I'm at seven, so I still got at least you need two, 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 maybe three. Two to get on the cusp there. All right. Uh, let's do mine first. Yeah, oh, yeah, let's do it. All right. Here we go. 
Florida man stabs nephew because he took too long in the bathroom. I get it. Florida man caught after stealing car and trying to register it in his own name. Florida man drinks two full bottles of liquor after train hits his car. That's interesting because these are all pretty grounded for once. Nothing, nothing absolutely outrageous. I'll read these three again. One of them fake, two real. Florida man stabs nephew because he took too long in the bathroom. Florida man caught after stealing car and trying to register it in his own name. Florida man drinks two full bottles of liquor after train hits his car. Which of those is calling to you? Oh God, this is terrible. Is the one that just doesn't sound quite like was the true story this time. What was the second one again? The second about one. About a kid stealing a car and trying to register it in his own uh, name. Well, just this Florida man caught after stealing car and trying to register it in his own name. Top one is Florida man stabs nephew because he took too long in the bathroom. Bottom one is Florida man drinks two full bottles of liquor after train hits his car. This will get me to four days if I get it right. Correct. Push me up to eight if I get it wrong. I am going to say that the fake one is the guy getting hit by the train and drinking alcohol. Unfortunately, it is Florida man caught after stealing car and trying to register it. in <laughs> Which to me sounds like the tamest and most realistic, idiotic Florida man thing to do. God. But alas... Son of a bitch. Such as how Florida man goes. Oh, well. Just when they think I get out. I may get out by season mm -hmm. 12. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're on the cusp of uh, Solio getting out of jail. History. If he gets this right. So focus. Find your center. Okay. By transcendental meditation, mm -hmm. I go there every night. Always come back to myself long before daylight. A Florida man driving home from a strip club. Falls out of truck and runs himself over. A Florida man driving home from a strip club falls out of truck and runs himself over. Yikes. Okay. Ouch. Your second choice of which one of these is fake. A Florida man arrested for selling girlfriend's birth control pills as ecstasy. Florida man arrested for selling his girlfriend's birth control pills as ecstasy. <sighs> that sounds horrible. And finally, could this be the one that gets you out of jail? A Florida man wearing a bucket on his head breaks into store to steal pigeons. Mamma mia. A Florida man <laughs> wearing a bucket on his head they don't want us to breaks start. into store okay. to steal pigeons. Pigeons. Maybe he wanted to make his own bucket of chicken or squash. So your choices are Florida man driving home from a strip club, falls out of truck and runs himself over. Sounds like a Tuesday. Yep. Florida man arrested for selling girlfriend's birth control pills as ecstasy. Sounds like a Wednesday. And Florida <laughs> man wearing a bucket on his head into a store to steal pigeons. Sounds like Sunday. Damn. They get slightly more weird as it goes on, but... Oh, man. I, um... 
I have a weird feeling that the uh, what was the first one again? It was driving driving home from a strip club runs himself over. I have a feeling that that is the fake story, and I don't know why. There's I know there's a lot of strip clubs here, so I'm probably uh, stupid. Um, but I don't really find a pattern here of what makes sense, so I'm just gonna guess that number one is the fake story. The man runs himself over while driving home from a strip club. Have a seat on the stainless steel potty, Paul. Back up to two days now. Clink, clink, clink. Clink, clink. Yep, you're, yep clink, two, clink. two. Yeah, the fake one was man arrested for selling girlfriend's birth control pills okay. as ecstasy. You know, I, I, I thought that was sounds it, but they sell so many pills here illegally in Florida. It's such a drug haven. So I thought, ah. Okay, well, the good news here is that we did not change the amount of correct answers we need by only moving back one. We still can get out with the same amount of correct answers as we as we could before we started. So I'm going to look at this as a win. Pretend that I didn't just sit still back two on away, the and I'm at least three away. And so I, I've been here this long. What's another couple of weeks yeah. in the slammer? Four seasons. Right. We're Frank and Callie <laughs> of the Four Seasons that, doing this. That's it. All right, that's going to take care of segment one. You're listening to The Lighter Side of Dark with uh, Solio and Smith. I am Smith. And I'm Solio. We'll be right back. I'm not intimidating. You're intimidated. There is a difference. I'm not mean nor aggressive. I am honest and assertive. And that makes you uncomfortable. And it's not me that makes you uncomfortable. My presence is challenges your comfort i will not be less for you to feel better about yourself hey everybody this is Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast. Tell you about our latest sponsor, CMX Cinemas, the Cinebistro as it's known. We'd like to definitely recommend you go out and give them a try. CMX Cinebistro Hyde Park is a one-of-a-kind elevated movie-going experience with amenities such as all-reserved recliner seating, full-service in-theater dining, extensive beer, wine, and cocktail selections, and a chef-crafted menu. All auditoriums feature 4K digital projection and a 7.1 surround sound. Guests may choose to dine in the restaurant and bar, even if not seeing a movie, and are never required to order food or drinks when seeing a movie. We also offer traditional movie concessions such as hot, fresh popcorn, candies, and snacks. The multifunctional theater is also available to rent for movie screenings, birthday parties, corporate events, meetings, and all kinds of celebrations. I can tell you from personal experience, my wife and I are both spoiled. We don't like to go see the movies anymore. We prefer the Cinebistro. So check them out, go online, and get your tickets today. We're giving away free tickets to this December's holiday season at the CMX Cinebistro. So if you vote on our Facebook page, you could be a winner.
right back. We're live with uh, segment two. Welcome back. And now to the second segment of the show, where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge. There we go. So, uh, milk on the airplane. We got one coming up. Remix. Yeah, we got one coming up from you too. I feel like I've heard that uh, on the radio lately. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's just familiar yeah no i made that up i wrote that song myself oh wow yeah completely totally sounds very catchy i like it um we got a couple music segments uh we're going to be doing in uh, in season nine um one is uh about bringing the funk bringing the funk here's uh here's our our musical lead-in to uh bringing the funk So we are talking about uh, funk bands, and uh, it's always been probably, uh, if not my favorite genre of music, at least it's definitely one or two. It's so much fun. It's great party music. Yeah. And it's good it's feel good music you don't have any it's almost the opposite of the blues you know nobody's singing funk about oh man my girlfriend broke up with me and i'm gonna go home and drink alone it's like no man get up get up get it's well, in, in rapper's delight this is if your girl starts acting up then you take her yeah friend. they See, always have the positive spin yeah it, not, in other words oh my girlfriend left me being here and took yeah. my truck no wallowing hey, man your girl acting up then you take her yep. friend no wallowing you just you make the best of any bad situation and it and it's and it's fun. So in the in the funky mix, uh, funky segment, uh, each one of us is going to focus on a funk band. Uh, I'd say funk probably got its its start late '60s, late '60s. Uh, disco brought it to prominence. Mm-hmm. Uh, rap took over in uh, in the '80s, and there's still some groups out there that are that are putting the funk. So before we play any of these songs, I want to make sure you all understand. This song is Caucasian Dance Approved. <laughs> the, the, the group I'm going to talk about and We Want the Funk is The Gap Band. Okay. Drop the bomb with me, babe. Yeah. Definitely Caucasian Approved. I know, it's a very long... This is the long play with that whistle. They just get into it. White people will will pop their shoulders up and down to this on a dance floor all night. You dropped a bomb on me by the Gap Man. That would that would works when you get a crowd that's that's into disco and if you're looking for something. Like the yeah. Studio 50. If, for, if, you, if you can work that in and they hear that, absolutely. You know that's uh, that. so. Here's uh, another one. I use this song a lot as my locomotion. Some people use Locomotion by Kylie though. Some use Conga by Gloria Estefan. Fireball's good. Yeah, this some is use even Party Train by Quad City DJs. But me personally, this is playing while I'm physically getting them in line. And depending on the party, if you got a soul party or a funky party, this absolutely is the right move. Because it's a great tempo to just sort of march along slowly. Party Train. By the Gap Band, you hear that 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 beat. 
fair to say where, uh, you know, Quad City DJs got their inspiration here. So they first they dropped a bomb. Right. Now that the dust is cleared, it's time to get on the party train because that's the only transportation that we got left. And if you don't, I'm going to smack you upside your head. Oops. Upside your head. Say oops upside your head. Say oops up. Say oops Oops upside your head. But the the most known song, the most known song by them is Burn Rubber. I had better luck with this than even dropped a bomb on me. It's very similar. Baseline. Are you saying a band sounds similar oh, with right, songs? Yeah. With exactly the same musicians, Paul? Is that what you're saying? Imagine that. Even to that drum break. Definitely know this, yeah. So there is uh, my uh, my entrant into the uh, the funky mix, uh, the Gap Band. You know, you got uh, dropped a bomb on me, party train, oops upside your head, burn oops, rubber, a good quality four songs by uh, by that particular group. So uh, now, when it comes to uh, the funky mix, you decided to go with, I believe, I went with a band known as Houdini. Oh, love this group. It's fine, you know, we were talking here and you're helping me try to throw out ideas because we, we were, originally we were going to start the podcast Wednesday, we moved it up a day, and I never picked my group, but I listened to this on my way, Friends, Friends by Odini. so I thought that's the song, because you threw them out as a, I can, I can, I can wrap this entire song, it's a I great, love this song. it's such a great, it's a great bumper too, because it has a nice long intro and then you can fade it a little when when the when the rabbit comes in if you want. But listen to the lyrics. Friends is a word to use every day. Most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Now you can look the word up again and again, but the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. And if you ask me, you know I couldn't be much help because a friend's somebody you judge for yourself. Some are okay and they treat you real cool. Some are taking kindness for being a fool. We like to be with great song. This is absolutely fantastic song. And this is you know sort of the early stages of of, of hip hop and R&B where the rapping was so like the rhythm of it was so perfectly sing-songy and 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 it just was so kind of easy to get into that rhythm now you got guys like eminem and, and, and other i rappers. haven't had a chance to use iambic pentameter in right a long yes time. and it is it's a very pleasing and easy way to do it and that's how it was in the 70s and 80s early 80s this was their was their biggest hit the freaks come out at night Funky jam. 
So they were formed in 1982. They were Brooklyn based. A lot of good rap coming out of coming out of the boroughs. Absolutely. I can usually get that in during a Halloween set. People seem to respond Definitely. to it. During, you you during can work that in. Halloween set, yeah. Again, even if it sort of acts as a bumper or a song, like a palate cleansing song in between style, it's it's fun. Um, and and it's, it's just a good tempo to bop along to. And that's those are some of the greatest middle-of-the-road songs. Um, we got main lyricist is Jaleel Hutchins, co-vocalist John Fletcher, a.k.a. Ecstasy. He was the one that wore these. Oh, uh, was he a birth control pill or was he ecstasy? <laughs> I guess he was ecstasy in this case before they used to cut it with things like birth control. And I used to have a DJ help. named DJ Climax, but I always finished the party 10 minutes early. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> ecstasy wore the Zorro mask. Get a microphone going. Wait for it. Wait for it. And the party's oh, over. Sorry, guys. DJ Drew Carter, a.k.a. Grandmaster D, was the third member. Um, so they were one of the first to kind of add R&B to rap and help lay the foundation for New Jack Swing, believe it or not, which got really popular late 80s, early 90s. I love this song. It's called Five Minutes of Funk. Five Minutes of Funk. And what's cool is during the song, this, this keyboard, is when it gets down to four minutes, you hear the guy go, four minutes left. They have minutes left. Yeah, there's a, a very unique. They lean into that robots feel that a lot of this sound gives off. In addition to the speaking, you know how you uh, stop a unique sound. Unique up on it. <laughs> so speaking of you playing freaks come out at night, they also have haunted house of rock. So they they really were zoning in on this uh, spooky theme at times. Some of the some of the instrumentation they used, I guess, lent itself to that sound. Do you have a sample of that that you're? Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. It's called. If not, I've got another great Houdini song. Here it is. I do. This was from their second album. It it they really wanted this to chart, but I think it only got up as high as like 60 in the Hot 100. This sounds like right out of 1984. It's called Escape. This is when when Let's Hear It For The Boy was popular, probably. Yeah, they just couldn't get that same momentum. I left my house this morning on my way to work. Some lady on a train spilled coffee on my shirt. And people started laughing like the whole thing was funny. I would have went home if I needed the money, because times is hard. And Haunted House of Rock is what you said, right? Yes, I've got it right here. Not familiar with it, but I'm, I'm curious to hear how... Uh... Oh, here it As most spooky songs, this one starts with some, some lightning, some thunder, rumbling, and flashing. And maybe it's just... Six minutes of being haunted. All right, I'm going to skip ahead here. Still walking around. Here we go. So if you, if you really need to kick things off with uh, spooky sounds, so eventually, opening of thriller, the castle opening of the creaking door, the footsteps. Seems like Michael and Quincy got to the point a little faster. I had to, I had to jump about a minute in. <laughs> Take 
weather girl. Welcome to the place where all the creatures breathe. Spill it to your left on the dead end street. First my skeleton ball. I got a little bit of a Halloween vibe going for me. So yeah, those are our two groups this week. We're gonna do it. I I guarantee there there's at least 25 funk bands that we can talk about. Funk artists and funk band. I got I got several that I know I absolutely want to talk about. Sure. Just pulling up if you search funk bands and boom, twenty of them right there. Like oh, absolutely. So it's gonna be fun. Well, they also made a album called Pure Funk. Hmm. A CD. Nice. Called Pure Funk. I'm always a fan of compiling the best of the best, or a good sampling of a little bit of of everything from that particular niche. I think we niche. Said. Niche. Yeah, so looking here, yeah, the uh, Street Jams CDs that came out had a lot of great groups. I'm looking looking at them right there. Um, yeah, there's so we got Sugar Hill Gangs in there, got, Grandmaster. We, Grandmaster we got a Flash. lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. Curtis Blow. Oh boy. Yeah. Yep, I see it. The breaks. All right. Well, that is going to take care of uh, that musical segment. We're going to be right back with one of our newest things called uh, Robbie and Polly Do Something, Go To, kind of like Ernest Goes to Jail, except we're just going to improv the whole entire thing and go as long as we want or as short as we want. doesn't really matter. So that's going to take care of uh, that segment. We'll be back after this uh, brief word from uh, comedian Jeff Daniels. Remember the guy who played in uh, Dumb and Dumber? Yes, I do. Wait till you hear what he says here. He's... uh, at a college uh, campus, and he just got asked by a college student, what makes America great? There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Hey everyone, this is Solio from the Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation, I want you to give them a call, go to their website, check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see www.ourcuppycakes.com where you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. With uh, our next segment, we just completed the uh, the funky mix segment, which I thought was uh, a lot of fun. Looking forward oh, to that. Funky, one. yeah. So uh, why don't we do the uh, the next musical segment? We'll see if the audience can figure out what we're focusing on here. Are you ready for the sex, girls? Let's talk about sex. 
So we basically are doing in, in this segment um, sexy songs, songs that men use to prevail on women's weaknesses. Oh, it's back. Michael. Michael, please. Just take it. He couldn't be contained. Yes, he could. He, he rose from the grave just to, to thrust at it just a few more times. So, what happened was I, I was cutting this earlier and then I sent you the unfully edited version, the uncut. Well, it's kind of, like I said, it's got kind of the station identification thing in the middle there. Sure. So, right. When I worked on radio, they'd send over <laughs> an instrumental with like seven seconds cut out. Q95, 94.7 on the digital dial that it would go right back. Yeah. So. So. All right. So um, now, I if, if I told this story last season, I apologize, but you're going to hear it again. I had a CD that I put together back in the early 90s mm-hmm. when I was a single man. And I called it the Panty Parter CD because did it, you write that? <laughs> Look, I still have it. I'll oh, show you the disc. I actually still. I don't have know it. if I should touch it. Uh, yeah, probably not. Um, but it was basically a, a CD, and I would I would invite a woman to uh, my house, and I would cook them dinner. I'm actually a pretty good cook. That those people who got sick, I think they were sick before they came. Very worthy trade to learn. Anybody yes. out there? Yes, learn to cook. Learned to dance and learned to cook. That's where the bitches. It will help That's you. That's where the bitches are at. It's be helping you. That's where the bitches are at. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, um, I'm just calling to cancel your podcast because you <laughs> refer to a female dog, and clearly they are not all feet. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> yes, uh, cancel culture. Uh, we've touched on that. So I would invite them over to my house. I'd, I'd cook them dinner, and then it was usually like you know. This is long before Netflix. You know, we had a movie at Blockbuster or whatever. Or just go sit there and you want to yeah. watch TV. Before it was and Netflix and chill, there was cooked dinner. And- instead, I would say, would you dance with me? I'm telling you, 100%. Never had a woman say no. That's a curveball. So yeah, they don't expect that move. That disc was in my CD player. The, the stereo was turned on. All I had to do was turn on the CD player, mm-hmm. push the CD button, and the first song that would come out would be this a really beautiful dance song that I'm going to focus on. It's not the one I'm focusing on this week. But the song I'm going to bring in and the song you're going to talk about were both on the Panty Parter CD. So by the time the third song was on, we were on the couch and she was lifting up her hips for me to take the underwear off. That's a wonderful thing, by the way. That's early on in the Lifts up the hips mm-hmm. for you to take off the undergarment. little assistance. Yeah. That's the green light. I, I would I would say if there's going such thing as like an actual light turning green, consent. If there, yeah, if there's like a consent traffic light, that's, that's the green one. Yeah, it starts at the top of the zipper is red. At the top of the yeah. bottom it's green. Instead of her saying, "Let me get that for you," she just yeah. So good on her. So uh, what we're gonna do is is uh, over the 13 episodes uh, of uh, this particular season, 105 to that would be 118, I guess 118 mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, we are going to do two songs a week, and we are going to make a CD with all 26 of those songs. Oh, It'll yeah. be the Lighter Side of Dark, Milk on the Epane, Panty Parter CD Ooh. 2023. Think of us whenever they're getting naked. I yep. can't wait to be part of history. So you picked a song that uh, I think is quintessential with, it, ma- with it's makeup. A, it's a classic. Uh, Just that open, yeah, the, that. Wow, wow, wow. This sort of wah guitar riff. I love it. It just kind of lets you know, baby. I've been really trying. 
it just takes people in a standing position and makes them start, like you said, moving their hips, shaking it just a little bit. Just and it's not obscene. It's not gra- gratuitous. It's 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 sort of just a sexy song. Let's get it on. It's yeah. it's not. You know, I know that sex sells and all that, and certain songs are extremely graphic, but it's it's something you can really play in a lot of settings. And even though it's about Megan Love, it's it's classy. So I think it's a great one, both the lyrics and the music together. Yeah, and I and I and I hate to break it to the Gen Zers or Millennials or whatever the hell those people are called. Whatever it changes every five years. Will not be playing wet ass pussy because that's not a sex song. Sorry. Um, it's just, it's just not. Don't get me wrong. Megan Thee Stallion, that is a woman that right. I would, I would like to strap on and hold on for eight seconds because that's a stallion. Right? Yeah, that, is that woman's got a body that is throw down. Um, but no. but that's like the, you know, that's kind of the opposite of what I'm going for. Like I get there's a market for it. Some people want it really nasty, but I like that this is a song you can play in, and even at Applebee's you could play this and sure. people would sing along. And it's so I like it for that reason. It's it's safe, especially if you know if this is a situation where, like you're saying, I want this CD to set the mood properly for this person that I would like to have a good first impression on my. I am here. Bodies. I am here to tell you right now a, a couple songs that we're going to focus on the sex segment uh, in this season. Um, I won't be able to get up from the chair for a while <laughs> because I I have such amazing fond memories sure, sure. of when I hear that song. I'm getting some. Audio triggers are powerful. Yeah. You know, like you and, said, uh, it's, it's, it's audio candles. Audio candles. It's audio music. candles. Audio cologne. Oh, <laughs> so um, the one that I'm going to throw in is uh, one that I don't care what this guy's private life was about. The right, song. Let's, let's just listen to the song. Forget about the other things. Because really, you could put anyone with a good voice on it. Body may be calling somebody else. Yeah, that it definitely is. His body is calling. Bubba. Yeah, R. R. Kelly uh, basically kind of embodies that that sexy song, kind of Keith Sweat kind of. Right, the nineties on all of Keith, all of Keith Sweat songs are kind of like that as well. Yeah, right, twisted and all of the other such. So yeah, that's a uh, that's a vibe for sure. R. Kelly, oh yeah, baby. Just you know, just and you know what? Not everyone's gonna even know or make the connection, and especially in the heat of the moment, you probably are just this is background music. You know, this is to set the mood. They're not sitting there thinking, okay, this is our Kelly, and this is so. Yeah, because I, I mean, uh, one, and of, the, one of the songs that might be next week or the week after. I'm gonna focus on is an instrumental. Right. That, that very few people have heard this particular version. Uh, it's a uh, a Spanish a Spanish uh, saxophone player who does it, and that was track one on my panty partner. That was the one because I didn't want the woman to recognize it right off. Right, the you, you have to sort of like anything. You just ease in. It's like dipping your toe in the pool. Yeah, and because. I've got I've got two two or three songs that I guarantee you 
you've never heard before. But after you hear them, you'll go, yeah, sure, that'll work. That'll work. So if we can help uh, the young men with uh, scoring, then I think we're, we're doing our part for humanity. It's, it's a noble effort. Do you realize, uh, this is a statistic that uh, came out just this year, birth rate in the United States is down 24%. I mean, kids can't afford to live. How can they afford to have kids? I, I just It's going to keep going until... But they don't think it's that. They think it's just really kids are just not having that much sex that's, anymore. That's also true because they're probably just jerking off to porn. I and, mean, and really? Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. They, they could just look at it on their computers or phones real easily. The average man... I don't think, think they're very socialized because they communicate online. The average man thinks of sex every two seconds. Right. They think of it, but I think they're just... I think a lot of kids grow up trouble with socialization because they're very used to online socializing. And they're used to growing up being able to kind of search. For the, God knows when they start searching for that stuff. You know, we didn't really grow up at that age with that sort of... No. Technology. And instantaneous stimulation. So I think the combination of that and the ability to sort of like almost desensitize yourself in a, in a bad way, plus just the fear and now with abortion shit, that's going to scare people even more. I, I think it's a lot of factors, but it doesn't surprise me that birth rates are way down. And, and you know, 10 years from now with things, if that cycles back, you could see a lot of things change. But it is it is like, whoa. Do you also think it's what I've said all along? This generation has no game? That's part of it. Well, if you're not getting out there and being social, and, and it's hard to do, especially now, you go back to 2020, that's going to fuck a lot of people up permanently. So I know for me personally... Did something happen in 2020? I don't know, some little thing where it killed, I don't know how many million people. million people? But for me, I mean, I know I'm changed, and, and it was difficult. I'll never forget. I can, I can say this now because I'm over it, but I'll, I'll never forget the first gig I, I had back i was i was just doing a bar gig a bar and restaurant gig simple type of thing a few hours of just music and light light trivia and i remember just like tears coming down at my at the table i was sitting i was alone enough no one could see it but i was just like overwhelmed with this fear and dread because a the vaccine was not out yet and i'm living and i'm working in a mask and i'm just terrified but i can only imagine with social media and people yelling about this anti-science and pro-science and just all of the aggression plus the fear of dying seeing maybe their parents die or relatives die who the fuck knows how traumatized they're going to be and socially inept for a long time i mean i feel a little socially paralyzed from it hey when when i caught COVID, i caught it at a wedding i know i caught it at the wedding easy place to get it and the reason i know i caught it at the wedding was the groom that night was high-fiving me and shaking my hand sure. and patting me on the back and hugging me. Sweaty hugs. Ten times ten times that night after he'd gone around the yeah. room and shook hands and hugged everybody else. got the whole place sick, and hopefully a lot of them had, you know, the natural yeah. immunity. September September 10th of, uh, of, of 2021. <clears throat> right. About six weeks after uh, Mark Burgess passed away. It was a very scary, and scary, scary time. Because you were vaccinated, yep. but... You still don't know. Yeah. This could have been a variant. We, we knew that we still had a lot of unknowns, but I'm thankful. It wasn't very long before we, we got working again. I, I was able to get the vaccine not too long after I started back up, I think. I got lucky. I got mine in January. Uh, yeah, you were able to kind of get in there. One of the nursing homes that I was working at had some extra ones for employees. I remember so they that. put me down as an employee, and I said, how soon can you get here? I said, I'll drive fast as hell. I'll Absolutely. be there. Absolutely. 
So, uh, yeah, that's going to take care of the, yeah, the sex segment as we uh, transitioned into death. <laughs> and death to but, sex. Um, so now we're, let, let's, cha- let's change. We, we had one of, our, uh, one of our listeners, one of our many listener, yes. um, thought uh, that we talk about improv a lot, where we'll just kind of uh, go off on, on some tangent. We both do a fairly good uh, New Yorker imitation, you being Italian. It's probably in your, in your blood, but it's I've hung around somewhere. with enough New Yorkers. So uh, this is Paulie and Robbie. We got to figure out where are we going to be. We need an improv place. We need something, some place we're going to be, and we're we're experiencing something for the first time. All right. So let me see if I can just Google random location. Random location. And see what comes up. Location. And see if I can't think of a business. I got one that just popped into my head. What's that? At a rodeo. Okay, that's good. All right. All right. Here's our theme music to get us in the mood. Hey, Lou Monty. Absolutely, Lou Monty. Nice guy. I can't imagine anything I would rather listen to when we're all right about to park at this rodeo. So, uh, the way, uh, hold on a second. So, did, uh, did did Tommy get you tickets for this thing? Yeah, Tommy got me the tickets. Okay, he hold said. Did he buy the tickets or did he get Well, what he said. I know Tommy. I know what that son of a bitch does. Yeah. He waits. Tickets fall off the back of uh-huh. a truck. We show up. What he said is, I happen to have some tickets. I'm not saying how I happen to have acquired them, but if you would like to fall, would like them to fall in your wallet. So he, yeah, he did this Tommy thing. Absolutely. So he basically said to me, he goes, hey, you want to go see this, this group called Rodeo or something? Hey, it sounds like a nice group. It's not even a group. Where are we at? We're in some kind of big old... No, like, it's uh, like an actual rodeo, like the things that the people in the South do, you know, where they go when they, dude, they have look cows the size of this place. This is, a, this is a fucking stadium. It's like the same people that like football... They like to watch grown men wear stirrups and rope cows. I haven't seen this many cowboy boots since, like, ever. Yeah, well, we're going to see more. We, we're going to stick out a little bit here, but I thought, you know, this is an opportunity to culturally grow hey, ourselves. I noticed the tie. Wait, they called this a lobo tie. Bolo, lobo? Bolo, bolo, lobo. LOL is a tie. It's, too, it's a string, okay? It's, yeah. it's a string with a... With a piece of silver. A big, big turquoise so I'm stone in there. I'm fitting in. Nobody, well, nobody thinks I'm from Brooklyn in right. this thing, okay? No, you, you, yeah, you blend very you, nice. You, though, you stand out like, uh, you're like basically my cousin Vinny. Oh, you were serious about that? Oh, I'll put on my topaz ring and see if I can see. There we go, absolutely. So, how much are tickets to this thing? It's like it's like $65 to get into I this. Think, I think $65 or a case of PBR. They accept, they accept hey, one of I got a quick question. Is there nudity? Well, you know, depending on how the bull throws the cowboy off, there can be nudity. Wait a minute, bull? What a bull? Yeah, the bull. The bull animals in this thing? Yeah, there's bulls and shit. And bullshit. Damn okay, it. hold on. It's like a real rodeo. Like, you never, you ever heard of the Old West days where they did things like... Are you... Wait a minute. This is a... It's not a music a, thing. This is like a... It's not a concert. No, it's not the group. Okay, rodeo. fine. Let's go to our seats. Let's he said. Seat. He said, "I want you to expand your horizons, you you uncultured swine." Holy shit! And I said, "It's not swine. It's look at all bulls. those shit kickers. They're everywhere yeah. in this place." Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you your ticket. I'll give, I'll give my ticket. It's We're safe. the only ones that drove up in a Buick. Everybody else is in a truck. They got their their Ford F one fifties. Here's a Ford F two fifty. Show your promo or say promo code. Coors Light at the door. By the way, I went down to get a, a drink. They asked me if I wanted a large or a small gut buster. What's a gut buster? 
Oh, a gut buster. Is that one of those Sunset? Dude, they handed me a Coke the size of a popcorn container at the Fifth Avenue Drive-In we used to go to. Is that why all these people are so fucking fat? Everybody I'm looking at is like 310 pounds. I'm telling you something right now. That chick down there, she's on a diet. Slim, slow. That's the diet she's on. What is happening here? Uh, everybody here drive on their okay. Walmart rascal? So, so, so the announcer guy just said uh, that they're going to be doing the uh, calf roping. Oh, calf roping. So these, so we'll tie up baby cows. How, how okay, we'll, watch. See, we'll, we'll watch what this guy does. All right. Look. Okay. Okay. So all right. Hey, the, hey, the cow's going to get away. Holy shit. Oh, my good. He just snagged like a rope around that cow's... Calves. How can you do get that it, to that get it, He got the rope on the calf's calf. I yes, I'm just very disturbed. I I, I, I hear you. Go hold on a second. He 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 roped the, the little cow thing, tied him up, and did it in like six and a half seconds. This must be one of those warm ups where they're saying, "Look at what we can do to a baby. Imagine what we can do to a grown bull." Look at hold on. Look, he's look, doing origami. What is up? With, what is up with the guy who is dressed like you? That girlfriend you used to date when you uh, was in high school. Okay, so these guys, right there, the one these, with the red hair. Yeah, the clown guy looking. Yeah, it looks like a clown. He's got big floppy shoes. It looks like Darla. I know. Excuse uh, me. A little less makeup than Darla. So, am I like a clown to you? Am I here to make you laugh? Is that what you're saying? I think what happened is they saw the, our movie, Goodfellas, and they took it literally. Okay, fair enough. And now they're putting it out there to try and so, distract um, this. So when the bull, like, attacks, you know, Brent or whoever this fucking guy is, you, you throw the crown there and the crown His name is Brantley. His dad's name is Troy. Oh, Brantley. That's another story. Sorry, Brantley. Okay, now they're going to do something different. Okay, this guy's, uh, okay, he's going to ride a horse. All right. He's in a little, he's in a little, little room. So he's now we're ride actually horse. riding on horses. Look okay. at this variety. Holy shit. That horse does not want to be ridden on. He is bucking. Is that, is that what a bucking bronco does? Ooh, that guy's holding on 50 and life. Get off. How many more seconds? What? How many? Six, five, four, three. The buzzer just went off. All right, so, so I guess he wins? What does yeah, he win? What does he win? Chewing tobacco? No, he ends up getting a free visit to the local chiropractor. Because I'm telling you, that horse did not want to be ridden. No, it looked like he was uh, squirming a little bit. Let me ask you something. You ever rode a horse? Uh, I mean, I, not including the one out front of the A&P that caused a quarter when your mom used to Well, then I, I, you stole my answer then, because no, I have not. I have only watched little people ride that. At the, at, the, at the horse rinks, the horse uh, racing uh, places. The, yeah. The, yeah, the little... You know, well, you the place track. the bets. Yeah, the, the tracks. tracks. The yeah, tracks. They, so they don't do, like, trifectas here. I don't think they do. Because I got news for you. The bull thing that's getting ready to happen right here, my money's... A, hold on. Guy's going to ride... Look, they're doing the same thing with a bull. He's riding... The bull's got off. This is like the final boss, I think. You know, now that they did the little calf and they rid the horse, now he's got to ride this bull with actual horse. How would you like to be Darla the Clown down there with this bull running around a little bit? I tell you, right now, I'd rather be Darla the Clown than that guy. He looks like his balls are going to be hurting in a few minutes because, boy, this bull looks very angry. You know something? We saw a movie that came out. It had our idol in it, Mr. John Travolta. Hey, you don't touch my hair. Yeah, John Travolta, remember that it was called um, uh, uh, Cowboy something? Cowboy, Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Oh, oh, right. Travolta yeah. played a guy named Bud. Where he yeah. built his chops in, the, in like the bars on yeah. those machines. He was doing the mechanical bull thing. Right, just yeah. like the real thing, I'm sure. What was that slut he was married to? What was it? Is Sissy something or other? Sissy. You dated a girl named Sissy once. Yeah, well, I dated I dated Darla's sissy. That was the problem. She uh, she found out. By she walked in on it. Unrelated. You ever had rodeo sex with your wife? 
Rodeo sex? What's rodeo sex? What you do is, is you get her on her all fours, you know, kind of on the bed, all fours. Yeah. Then you kind of get on top of her, you put your legs on, and you kind of get in her from the back, uh. and then you reach around, you grab a hold of both boobs, and you hold on really tight, and you say, this is the way your best friend likes it. And you just hold on. Oh, so role-playing like on yeah. Saturday night. Exactly. Perfect. I got news for you. I've been on a couple of bras that would have thrown me across the room if I said that. That's right. you got to find the right one for you. That's but what i got to tell you, remember that girl, Tina? The oh. one that had the... Uh, the I forget Tina. She had that thing yes. that she used to do. with yes. that well, a little trick with her eyeballs. Okay, but the thing was, is she didn't do it with that other guy, but I heard about it from his brother. That oh. She could do this thing. So I asked well, her about it. Once more, gets around. And she said no, and then before you know it, three weeks later, I'm getting... She's doing the thing to yeah, me at this point. She time. wasn't doing the eyeball. She was doing the tongue trick that you didn't even... I'm just even... telling you, Tina was, Tina was a nice Catholic girl. And those Catholic girls stopped much too late. But I'd rather laugh with the Senate than die with the saints. Sorry, excuse me. i got to do the cross Billy Joel. To quote the great Billy Joel. Absolutely. Saint, saint. So, so we, we, we come to a rodeo. We see horses. They don't want to be ridden on. Apparently not. This bull does not want to be ridden either. And bulls. I'm talking the horns on this bull. I'm serious. This long. I'm That's so, what she said. But it, <laughs> this long. I mean, if this guy gets impaled on one of those things, he's not going to be competing. Let's next week. Let's and let's then put the it clown that way. runs over and starts like fucking with the bull. I don't get this. Yeah. That wish. What are they, convicts? Is this where they train convicts, basically? I, yeah, I guess that's what. Maybe that's the barrel. Dive in the barrel. Hope it doesn't spear you. Is this how you get work release? Exactly. Well, you know, it's been fun going to the rodeo with you. Maybe Paul. we'll do something cultural again. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what we're doing next week. Yeah, these fucking people know how to party, man. You have a good one, man. You, you too. You forget about it. We'll, we'll see these people at Walmart. Well, it came up in conversation the other day. We were talking about our favorite game shows from back in the day. Well, guess what? You can have your own game show right now. Not only the comfort of your own home, but for a social event and gathering. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast here to talk to you about Game Show Party. Real, live, TV-style game shows brought to you where you get to be the contestant. All your favorite game shows like Family Feud, Pyramid, The Dating Game, The Really Wed Game, Match Game, and Jeopardy. All of those are available. All you have to do is go to the website, GameShowParty.com. There's videos, pictures you can look at. Maybe you want to use Game Show for a fundraiser, just a private party at home, or what a fantastic way to get everybody at your company together for some morale boost and team building. So again, you can call 727-531-8880. Visit the website at GameShowParty.com for more information. I've seen these guys in action. It's an absolute blast. So give them a call, 727-531-8880. Milk on the milk on the milk on the milk on the air pain. Milk on the milk on the milk on the milk milk on the air pain. I like that. That was your your entry into the uh, milk on the airplane. You went bonanza style. Bonanza style. Just sort of rolls on. It's just such a good giddy up and go tune. And yeah. It's like a cup of coffee for your ears. Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be my new thing. Audio candles <laughs> and a cup of coffee for your ears. <laughs> God, this is such so, such bumper sticker logic for you. I don't know what the hell logic it is, but thank you for indulging me. 
This uh, this week's Mount Rushmore is going to be in honor of uh, this Friday, which is the 5th of May. Cinco, Cinco. de Mayo. Cinco. We are going to talk about the top four male Latin pop stars. Okay. Sure. Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. So, side splitters. Who's this side splitters this week, Paul? This week, this week it is... A couple is, big names here. Well, I know uh, Joe List is the one that I, I've, I've been looking at, and he's at, I believe, the Tampa location. So let me just uh, pull up his info, because he's got a new YouTube special, I know. He's actually got a movie out uh, as well called The Fourth of July. I'm talking about Joe List. Joe is... Uh, I've, I've worked with Joe previously, Um He's been uh, at this a while. He's hilarious. Um, he's in a movie currently. It's called Fourth of July. It's directed by Louis C.K. It's currently in theaters. His latest one-hour special. It's called This Year's Material. A little uh, on the nose because you know that's how it goes. You got to keep writing. That premiered on his YouTube page. It's got over a million views already, and he's got a special from 2020 called I Hate Myself currently has over seven and a half million views on youtube so he is the the views comedian i i have views joe is uh he's really clever uh just really funny genuinely so yeah but could he do a milk on the airplane bonanza parody like I, you did i really does he, is he have that kind of skill that. level i don't know that he that he has that but who does that's that's such a rare that's such a niche talent <laughs> there you go again I'm, I'm trying to work in my my french sounding words as best i can anybody else there other than joe list uh let's see if uh, let me go back to the other location because joe's there this weekend at the location on uh, dale mayberry the dale mayberry dale mayberry Dale Mayberry. Dale Mayberry. Dale Mayberry. My brother thinks it's called Dale Mayberry and Bear Ass and Whiskey Rose over in Tampa. Whiskey. Oh, Lynn Coplitz is going to be over at the Grove uh, Wesley Chapel. So that's the big movie theater uh, that's been converted into a uh, comedy club. Interesting seating arrangements over there. Is it? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been down to that location yet. Uh, Lynn's great. Lynn, Lynn has performed at the other location as well. Uh, born in New York, raised in Florida, so um, she's been she's she's been on a lot of shows over the years. Uh, she's appeared on when Joan and Melissa was on. Uh, Joan knows best. Um, late Late Show with Ferguson, which is we we love Craig Ferguson. So that's I cool. miss him. Yeah, me too. I really do miss him. I swear to you. He burned out before we really even needed him. It's yeah. unfortunately, but I would love to see him do something. I, re- I read his book, and the stories that he talks about that character he created called Bing Hitler. Oh my gosh! And and I just I just loved watching him on uh, the Light Show. He was great. He was weird, and they kind of let him be a little weird, and I love it. It's like what they they kind of let Conan do that when they first gave him a show. They let they let Craig be weird. They just, you know, he didn't have his audience in the right spot there. But what a great show! He yeah, had. I've always thought Coda was a much better writer than Coda. Than and Conan writer. had a great staff of writers too. A lot of, a lot of great sketches um, on that show. But well, this uh, this Friday is Cinco de Mayo, the fifth of May, and uh, I will be doing a huge event in Tampa called Riverfest. 
and I will be there this Friday, and I will be mm-hmm. there literally all day Saturday from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. It's a 12-hour shift. Can you handle it? Sure. You're 60. Not a problem. <laughs> um, also this month, i got to go to like the East Coast, and then the very next day be in Sarasota. So I'm going to be traveling all over the, the state this mm-hmm. month, for God's sake. But we're talking Cinco de Mayo in honor of the Mayo de Cinco. We're doing male Latin Latino pop stars. Yeah. So who this would is, be? This is tricky because there's a couple of male Latin pop stars that, within like the last three or four or five years, have really exploded. And I'm wondering it. They may have sting power, but it's hard to tell. And then you also go back to guys like Atito Puente, for example, yep. where you have your classics. Or this guy. This guy has sold more. Oh, is this uh, Julio Iglesias? Julio Iglesias. Julio Iglesias. <laughs> Ju- Julie Church. Julio Church. And Willie. 90. 90? I think he's 90 now. Here he comes. The guy has a beautiful Latin sound. With the Sanchez Latin crooner. On your uh, on your little Google Play Stick there, do you to show how many uh, how many records uh, Julio Iglesias has actually sold in his career? Hey, we could ask the producer, Alexa, how many records has Julio Iglesias oh, sold in his career? From Novanight.com, he has sold over 200 million records worldwide and released 77 albums, which makes him one of the top 10 best-selling music artists. Did you hear that? 77 albums, 200 million records sold. How do you even remember that many songs, even by reading this... The, the lyrics that are off a screen. That's so much writing and reading and singing. Wow, that's amazing. Is he in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Let's see if he is. If he's not, shit, he should be. I mean, well, we already know the criteria is not rock and roll. Yeah. So, uh, I don't see that he is. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that's a travesty no matter how you spell it. Trastevi? Do not Travesty? See. Oh, wow. Two over two hundred yeah. million. Not in as of right now. So he would have been. Oh, is he up for it this year? Let's see. Let me see the 2023 induction nominees. Missy Elliott, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson's up. George Michael, The White Stripes, Cheryl Crow. Dude, we we are two of those. We had George Michael's on the Hall of Fame. Willie's up the Hall yeah. of Fame. Maybe they're listening to us after all. Please, guys. It's working so far. Uh, right. Anyone else? I, I don't... Let's see. Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, The Spinners, Tribe Called Quest, the way, Warren Zevon. That's interesting. Joy Division slash New Order. I don't see... I don't see him on well, the ballot. We're going to have to uh, dial up the... Uh, we're we're going to will it for next year. All right. So uh, my first one that I would carve into Mount Rushmore would be Julio Iglesias. Julio. Your... Latin pop star, male Boy. Latin pop star, who would you carve into the second spot? You know, I, I I might have to go with a classic here. 
I mean, like Tito Puente. <laughs> I know Santana's version is. If you don't recognize this, this is QMP. Maracas go chick chicky. Have you ever heard uh, Jim Carrey's version of this song? I have not, actually. That's the original by Tito Puente. This is from The Mask. Definitely fits that feel. They call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumba beat. That's when right. When I play the maracas, I go chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. Yes, sir, I'm Cuban Pete. I'm the craze of my native street. Cuban Pete by Jim Carrey. Yes, so sir. we're going to carve Jim Carrey's mug up on the Latin <laughs> yeah. Mount Rushmore. Yeah, perhaps. I so so you, you would put Tito Puente. I mean, he's famous. I, you know, he's famous. I, I mean, you know, I don't know. I have to I have to kind of go through who I'm, who I'm leaving off because there's some current people who I think are, are worthy of consideration if they stick around a while. Um, so I don't know. Who, who did you have in mind for, for a third entry because I'm, I'm yeah yeah this was the best song but the best thing he ever did was just Jennifer Lopez Need to know Mark Anthony coming in this week at number three. Basically, he's known as the king of salsa. Yeah, and Vivir Mi Vida is still a very popular request for like a Latin crowd. They they will happily dance to Vivir Mi Vida, uh, another Mark Anthony song that came out a little bit a little bit after some of those. Um, yeah, and if if I was going to be a Latin pop star, I would like to have had an my agent break my song in late 98 early 99 to 2001 because mm-hmm. that's when j-lo became known as basically a latin star uh basically mark anthony here um another one of the iglesias uh, uh basically julio's son and i always think of gabriel iglesias the comedian fluffy how great he would be if he showed up and said uh you know i'm the iglesias you came to see I know there's a, there's a joke there's a lifelong joke somewhere in there from from uh, Enrique from uh, Gabriel Iglesias I almost called him Enrique. Yeah, who does he Enrique Iglesias have Gabriel come out? Ah, ha, ha, I'm fluffy. Uh, all right, so we got uh, Julio Iglesias, Tito Puente, Mark Anthony. Who do you think should be number four? There's a couple that are left. Yeah, this this is tough because I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are worthy of a spot. To uh, I mean, Ricky, right now because Menudo also he was part of, so he's been doing it a while. If there was ever any doubt that Ricky Martin wasn't gay, he was in a group called Men You Do. <laughs> Think about that for just a minute. All these years, was he, tra- was he trying to tell us he's in a group called Men You Do? I mean, all these years, and that never once struck me. 
Men, you do. Yeah, Ricky is definitely worthy of consideration. This song was huge. Would, would you say, would you agree with me, that he's the Latin George Michael? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Good looking guy. Dance up a storm. And, and queers it too down yeah. the middle. <laughs> yeah, just, it's just a... Um, but yeah, definitely. And, and he never, I don't know. I think he's publicly out now maybe, but for, again, for a, a long time, they didn't really feel comfortable talking about their sexuality. Cause Farmer Walters asked him, uh, about your sexuality yeah. and his answer was, well, that's really my business. As soon as yeah. they, okay. As soon as he right. said that, okay. And he's totally right. right. It is, but it, it's like, he knew that at that, especially at that time it would have hurt his brand. Um, now it would probably it would help a brand because it's it's become you know it's popular and well it's we we've discussed this and I, I apologize to our listeners who have already heard us discuss this at nauseum but anybody knew um, Elton John didn't come out until he had established his base of fans sure he got married briefly George Michael didn't come out until he had an established fan base it's easier than the thing that hurt Adam Lambert. When he first came out, was he started cramming it down people's throats too quickly? He would have gotten and established his base, and then came out as gay. We still, right. yeah, I mean, again, he's he's people, front for yeah. Queen now. So for whatever reason, people like to focus on the artist first, get to know, feel like they get to know him, then as they dig into their personal life. Not that it is our business, but people are people. They're going to dig into celebrities. They just they're 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 you know nosy, um, and then it comes out later i do i think it's i do think it's easier elton john probably wouldn't get as big as he does if he thinks or admitting he, that he's gay you know when he's dressing as crazy as he does it's to get attention it's for theater but it's flamboyant is is one way to put it so I, yeah i think it's it's got to be a weird tactical decision so if it's not ricky martin is it this guy <laughs> That's the, that's one of the other considerations I have because he you know has some songs that still play well, still work well. Mr. Three Hundred Five, Mr. Worldwide. I mean, when he comes out with something, it's usually a pretty big hit. And I mean, I would say right now, he's probably. I'm gonna guess he sold a lot more records than Ricky Martin. That would be my. I guess. would say so. Yeah, maybe because even though Ricky Martin had a couple big hits, Pitbull had a couple very specific dance hits like Kaiocho that you were just playing. Also, Fireball is one of those Caucasian-approved songs. Absolutely. That they love to just dance to, do it, do a little, you know, party train, whatever it is. Whitey's pack a dance floor and love to dance to Fireball. I mean, for the for the long for the longest time, I thought his first name was Feet. I know. <laughs> it was, every every song was feet pitbull. Yeah, I like no, feet I pitbull. Some people they just they just jam jam you down their throat. Julio's son, offspring. I I, I find it harder to consider him only because he he would be he wouldn't be him without his dad. But he certainly had a lot of hits. Good looking kid again. Great dancer. Every videos got him surrounded by fifteen hot Latinas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Has, has a bunch of hits. I would get my left print to be him just for a weekend. Oh, shit. He's had his share of fun. And his song, Hero, was just such a sappy barf. Oh, my God. I'm just so sick of that song. And Mariah Carey's Hero, same thing. Yeah. Certain song. Okay. I just don't like to hear about heroes. Yeah. Stop singing about heroes. They're too sappy. 
but I will be playing this this weekend at, at the Cinco de Mayo event. I think this may be the uh, this may be the question on our Facebook page today. Who should be number? Who should be the fourth face carved into the Mount Rushmore of, of Latin pop stars? Should really, it be Pitbull or should it be Ricky Martin? You know, and you have and and there's not a big enough track record yet. But I'm curious to see how long Bad Bunny is going to. be. Oh gosh, yes, thank you. Yeah, and J Balvin are massive, and they have been for like a few years now. It's just, is it a trendy sound, or are they going to be like stable? That's what I'm curious. You can't over really predict that. I mean, Bad Bunny, are, Bad Bunny's also um, he's, hosting WWE I, Backlash I in Puerto Rico. That's this what weekend. I mean. He's everywhere. He's really into wrestling, and that's very mainstream. So he's out there a lot, and he's really, really popular. So he's kind of on my radar as someone who may supplant anyone. Really, I, you know, Tito Puentes is more of a, a a sort of a giving a nod to some of the. The, the people who paved the way, but if there's someone that I'm leaving out, you know, Daddy Yankee is pretty popular. Is anyone enough in that fourth spot? Romeo Santos is is another good one. Um, they have a lot of popular songs. Who's stands out more? I'm not sure. I think that'll be a, a good one for our Facebook fans to uh, to make a decision on. Yeah. So whether whether, whether whether you know whether. Uh, Basically, uh, Mr. 305 should be carved into the Mount Rushmore or uh, Julio's, Julio's Offspring. Because he's got the party songs down, Pitbull. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he may take it because he sort of has that market covered well. But it is, this is a tough one. We'll check the actual computer here to see how many songs have Pitbull in it. Oh, my gosh. A lot. Certainly, you know, there's always a, a bunch that will come up even if you don't know him. But he's got a lot that people... He's featured on so and many he's songs, on, and when he's featured, oh you gosh. know it because he comes in and starts rapping, whether you want him to or not. Yeah, there's just a lot of these. Uh, DJ's got us falling in love with him and Usher. That's a great song, right? Yeah, he's been he's been at it a while now. He's got over a decade. You know, not quite. I don't know if he's been around 15 years. Don't but. stop the party. Another great song. Mm -hmm. Timber. With, with Kesha. Kesha, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was on my uh, dance playlist for a while. I haven't played it recently, but I think it's a good jam. You know, it's another safe one, and it's about just partying, having a good time. Repeti yeah. Repetitive beat to dance to. So those things are worthy of consideration because they they, they tend to have longevity. Well, Cinco de Mayo is this Friday. I would say to all of you out there, have a cerveza, have a couple, do a shot of tequila. Uh, make love to a Latin girl. Um, <laughs> all the things that you should do. Whatever on, you sell, uh, however you sell. I keep telling my wife, said, "Honey, I'm sorry. These are just traditions that have to be complied." Yeah. And uh, who so, are you to not partake in our second segment? Is brought to you by Do We Even How Divorce Attorneys? Mm -hmm. Oops. Uh, my favorite pickup line in the '90s used to be, "Hi, I'm Rob. You want half my shit in five years?" <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how that works out. But my son has probably one of the greatest pickup lines now, Jesse. His pickup line is, hi, I'm Jesse. How do you feel about red flags? <laughs> you might as well get it out of the way. Look, we've all got them. So let's... Oh, and by the way, before we wrap the uh, season up, I have to do a big, uh, incredible thanks to the good people at My Cubby Cakes because my granddaughter turned one while we were uh, 
uh, off on our little hiatus or hyenas, whatever you want to call it. Uh, she turned one, and I gave uh, the lovely Autumn a brief description of kind of what I wanted for her birthday cake. And as plain and ordinary as I wanted to make it, she made it fantastic. This was that smash cake? Yes. Which are very popular now, you know, when the infant or the, to the child gets it. And they're basically their job is to just beat rip the thing into up it. and rip out. Imagine how confusing this is. The entirety of your first year. I know. Your parents are telling you, don't make a mess. Don't throw your Cheerios on the floor. I know. Don't don't knock stuff over. Don't put your hands on that. And now we put something in front of them that's colorful and smells wonderful and go, now this you can destroy. I know. It's this a makes no sense. It's, a, it's mixed messages at a young age. And I wonder if this is going to be like the smash cake trend is going to go away or not because it's like, what are we? Because then what if next time they have a birthday, like, oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, next time they're going to don't do that. Don't do that. Well, last year you told me to do that. Consistency, Mom. Ultimately, I can tell you this, that uh, she it was put down in front of her and everybody had their, their phones and their cameras going and stuff. And and she did, she she kind of reached out and touched it with the tip of her finger and then kind of pulled back mm-hmm. and then she leaned in with her mouth and put her mouth on it and didn't bite just kind of like I just checking things and then out slowly bit into it and got that sugar rush which was totally amazing and uh, the cake not only looked fantastic it tasted incredible but the uh, the pictures are absolutely once lifetime oh, so my my wonderful thanks to I'm the great people at Cookie Cakes I'm thrilled yeah and they she, they just happy. Happy. Fan damn tastic job. Thank you much. So wow, uh, gosh, hard to believe we just knocked out episode one hundred and five. One hundred and five. First of many. First of yeah, many more of just digits. We're both still in jail. You so had a far. chance to get out. You're in for four days. I'm in for eight. Uh, so we're going to keep doing Florida Man until uh, we both get out, or at least until one of us gets out. I'll probably change the rules as soon as Paul gets out. Yeah. But uh, and we still got we still got a stack of cards here. We probably got about I think we have maybe a hundred. Got about a hundred cards left that we haven't gone through. But this is the stack over here that we have. Oh yeah, it's insane. It's way more than not. That's for sure. So we we better get out of jail soon. So we did uh, real, real, real talk with real time, uh, where he'll give us a, a, a topic to talk about uh, each week. We brought the funk this week with the Gap Band and Houdini. Uh, our sexy songs were "Let's Get It On" and "Your Body Is Calling." Uh, so, Solia, where can people find out more about the Lighter Side of Dark podcast? If Tell them about uh, it on the Meadow Facebook side of things. Go to L- you could type in LSD podcast and search for us. You could type in Lighter Side of Dark. Just find our page and like us there. You can interact with us there, message us there. Probably the most direct way. Uh, you can go to our website, lightersideofdark.com. If you want to email us directly. Or indirectly. Or indirectly. Listener, singular. Listener at lightersideofdark.com. The Tweetiverse and Insta at lightersidedark. Lightersidedark. No of. No of anything. So uh, next week will be episode 106 and how about this for uh, our Mount Rushmore next week actors and actresses who starred together in multiple movies yeah. as different characters sure I like that because there are actors and actresses who starred in different movies like as different pairing, characters but like a totally different roles exactly yeah I think there's uh, there's a few that, that, that come to mind uh, where I come from well, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we are glad to be back in Season 9, Episode 105. So, uh, Paul, it's been a real pleasure working with me. Oh, it has. I've missed it. We will see everybody next week. Take care. Bye.
The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony. Original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show. If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Anchor Media. Hi, everybody. It's Rob Smith with the Lighter Side of Dark podcast with Solio and Smith. And I want to tell you a little bit about our good friends at Anchor Media. It's real easy to get started. Basically, go to the internet, search for Anchor Media. It'll come right up on your browser. Take an opportunity to follow the step-by-step videos, and you could have a podcast going just exactly as Solio and I have for the past six seasons. So uh, check them out, Anchor Media. Where you go from there is completely up to you, but they'll get you started. Anchor Media, the place for podcast beginners.